Hi, I'm Nancy, and this is Nancy Knows Nothing. Welcome back, everyone, or no one. I don't know how many people listen to this podcast. Um, Today's episode is all about dreams. I sit down with, well, you know, sit down over Zoom. We both were sitting over a Zoom call with Lainey Delphin, who is a dream analyst, and we talk all about dreams. Dreams, do come true, look at me, babe, I'm with you. I actually, last night was singing, as I do often, and my brother was laughing, and I was like, you know what, I'm not that bad, and he refused to comment, but I'm like, I'm not saying I'm good, but I'm not terrible, like, I wouldn't go viral for being bad, if I was on American Idol, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't make it through, but I also wouldn't be on the part of the show where it's, like, funny how bad they are, that's all I'm saying. Okay, I digress. Um, Anyway, it's a great episode. It's very interesting. The big takeaway for me is she says that nothing is random in a dream and it all has meaning. And I'm like, no, but I have really, really weird dreams. And she says that, you know, if you think hard enough on it, you can find meaning in anything. I had people submit their dreams and questions, which was great. And she gave a lot of good answers. There was just something I did realize is dreams are very personal. So for an example, somebody submitted one. I will not name any names. And it was basically about a recurring dream they have where a hamster is in a burning house and they have to rescue the hamster with a rainbow key. And Lainey was like, oh, okay, okay. It's like, you know, it, it sounds to me like this person is, there's a part of this person that they want to free. And it sounds like maybe they want to come out. Uh, she was like, do you know this person well? I'm like, well, <laughs> not well enough to out them. So I realized these aren't really my stories to tell. So I hope you enjoyed the episode. You can find her at on Instagram, Lainey underscore dream analyst or www.haveagreatdream.com. So enjoy. Let me know what you think. And sweet dreams. Okay, so I want to welcome Lainey Dolphin to the podcast. Welcome to Nancy Knows Nothing. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. You are a dream analyst. You founded the Dream Interpretation Center in 1997 and have been teaching dream analysts since then. That's right. Do you have a blog with psychology today called Understanding Your Dreams? And you've written two books on the subject. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So if you want to start, I'm just curious about like your background and how you got into uh, analyzing dreams. If you want to share a little bit more about that. Okay. Well, uh, I'm 68. And uh, 48 years ago, um, I had my first of four daughters who was born with Down syndrome. And not too long after, I mean, I was just uh, 20. And so I had never even heard of Down syndrome 48 years ago. Um, Although, of course, it's been around for a very long time. But uh, not too long after, of course, I became depressed. That seems reasonable. And uh, I was very fortunate to uh, go into psychoanalysis with a brilliant Freudian analyst, a New Yorker who had moved to Montreal. And because I wasn't so well able to articulate my feelings when I was in my early 20s, but I'm a dreamer 
and I've always been a dreamer. And so I used to go to the sessions with a shrink, always arriving with a dream. And probably he did about 80% of the psychoanalysis through dream interpretation. So my initial introduction to Sigmund Freud was that I experienced him before I studied him, <laughs> which was quite remarkable actually. And I went on to become a Gestalt counselor in my 30s. So I learned how Frederick Pearls looked at dreams. Then I became a member of the C.G. Jung Society. And I also studied at the Alfred Adler Institute uh, with Dr. Leo Gold in my 40s. So I'm very eclectic in my approach to dream analysis. And I use those basic forefathers of psychology. I use them to develop what I call six points of entry that anybody can use to uncover why you had that dream last night. Mm -hmm. And um, I think to start with the important thing, one of the important things that I can say is dreaming is just thinking. Right. And a dream is a conversation that you are having with yourself about a very specific current issue in your life that you are attempting to problem solve. And, and the solution arrives in your unconscious, of course, before it gets to your conscious. So that's one of the many prizes that you get for doing dream analysis. You can propel your problem solving skills because if you know what a solution looks like when it comes in the form of a metaphor, which is what I'm going to teach you today, mm -hmm. um, then you get it faster because you know what the heck you're trying to say to yourself when you had the dream. So my basic goal is two twofold. Um, one is, of course, we are speaking to ourselves ourselves in the language of metaphor. So we're not talking English or French, which we are a little bit. Language plays an important part. It's true, but metaphor is the biggest part about dream analysis. And that's what I do is I'm teaching, actually teaching you the language of metaphor more than I am dream analysis. And so the first goal for every dream when you work with me is I can ask you a series of questions based on my six points of entry. Mm -hmm. And it's your answers to those questions that uncover what is the specific situation that either happened to you yesterday or that you thought about yesterday that you are discussing with yourself in the dream. So a psychic, you tell the psychic your dream and they tell you what it's about. And the experience with me is the opposite. You tell me your dream, I ask you a series of questions, and you tell me why you had that dream, not me tell you. And once you tell me, oh, it's because I had a fight with my boyfriend, or whatever it is that you, you know, or I'm so angry with my mother, or whatever it is that you come to me about, once I know what situation triggered this morning's dream, then I can go back in the dream with you and we can look for the solution together. Interesting. I just want to ask you, do you think every dream you have has meaning? Yes. You do? Because I feel like there's definitely times where you have a dream and you're like, I know exactly why I had that or it's similar to something, but 
sometimes some of my dreams feel so random and like involve people that I'm like, I don't, I genuinely do not think about these people. Like, you know, it just seems like this random event with these random Right. People. So uh, there's two dreams I want to share. And because I think if I share them, it, it's going to help. Okay. Um, and so here's uh, the first one. Just also because I want you to see what a dream looks like and what the mirror of the life event looks like right underneath. So you can see how perfectly the dream reflects the situation. And so here's a woman who dreamt that she got a brand new puppy and she's so excited about the puppy and she thinks he's so cute that she puts him up on the table in front of her so she could look at him eye to eye. Mm -hmm. And she's just so happy. And all of a sudden the puppy poos all over the table and all over her arms. It's just a mess. Mm -hmm. And so I used uh, the, the plot and the feelings. And those are two points of entry, the feelings and the plot. And, and you could choose any one of the six points of entry that you like. Uh, depending on the dream, you, you might get attracted to one point of entry as a, a, more than another. But let's just talk about the plot and the feelings for a minute. That's what I chose. And my first question to the dreamer was, what do you think happened in your life in the last couple of days? Some situation that feels new and started off really exciting and took a really sudden bad turn for the worst. <laughs> and she got it immediately. It was the job. She got a brand new job and she's so excited about the job. And after working there uh, about three or four days, she realized the boss is really an abusive guy. Oh. And he was shitting all over everybody. Right. So you have, there you have the language. And by the way, that's called a play on words. Because if you say that language to yourself, if the boss is yelling at her and she says to herself, he's like shitting all over me. If that's the language that you're using to talk to yourself, mm -hmm. that would explain why you have a dream about a puppy that has an accident all over the table and half of it gets on you. So mm -hmm. now we understand what situation triggered the dream. And in order to discover the solution, there are nine points of entry that you can use for solution finding. And we won't have time to go through all of them today, but my favorite is to take the dream out to waking life and make a decision, solve the problem in waking life before you solve the problem in the dream. Mm -hmm. So I asked her if you really had a puppy and you really put him up on the table and he really made all over the place, what would you do? What would be the solution? She said, the first thing I would do is take him off the table. And so that language, that expression, take him off the table. And she said, and then I would clean him up and clean myself up. And so I asked the dreamer, what does that mean? Take it off the table. When do you use that expression? What does it mean for you? Because what it means for you, Nancy, and what it means for me not, might not be the same thing. But for her, when she said, she said to me, when I take something off the table, it's not negotiable. 
I'm done. And so that was the solution to the dream. And because she understood the dream and the language, she quit the job as soon as the session with me finished. Wow. She took it off the table. This is the reason you just got a surface reason why you would do dream analysis because the dream helped her realize she needs to quit the job. Here's the five, the six points of entry. Okay. If anybody wants to write them down, mm -hmm. the feelings, which you found out about mm -hmm. the action, which is like, I was trying to run, but my feet weren't working. Mm -hmm. That's an example of an action dream. The symbols we just used because of the roommate play on words and puns are if uh, I say to you, my husband is gonna kill me when he sees what purse I bought. Mm -hmm. So if I talk like that, I might go to sleep tonight and dream that someone's trying to kill me. And it's not, it's just the language. It's just a play on words, thinking about if you say, if you use expressions like I'm gonna get killed or I'm sunk now, if you say I'm sunk, you might dream that you're drowning and it's not that you're drowning. It's right. that that's how you talk to yourself. Uh, then there's the plot, which I used in the subject of the girl uh, and her job. Mm -hmm. And the last one is repetition because we repeat the same way. That's like read it, write it, recite it, read it, write it, recite it. That's how we learn. And so if I use a ghost in a dream, that might be me saying to myself, I'm scared mm -hmm. and I don't feel like I have control. But I could also dream about my grade five teacher. And that would also be me saying to myself, I'm scared and I don't feel like I have control. You, that's why you want to deconstruct your symbols mm -hmm. and use a paper and a pen while you do it so that you can see how you repeat yourself using different images altogether. I have really weird dreams and they feel random and I just wake up and I'm like, that was so weird. But you would think I should write it down and then- Yeah, you're um, never gonna think your dreams are weird again. Right. After today. I don't know. <laughs> Before I go into like what a lot of people wanted me to ask, I have one reoccurring dream I thought I would share with you. It's it, like, it happens pretty often. Short? Is it short? Yeah. Okay. It's just that like I'm in, it kind of feels like I'm in a college setting or like an academic setting and it's the end of the year and I'm supposed to go to like take a final or an exam for this class. And I realize I n like never went to the class and I don't even know where the classroom is. And it's like this panic of like. Right, exactly. Um, and so um, let me give you a good example. Mm -hmm. um, I, uh, as I said, I have four daughters mm -hmm. and um, uh, so I would think that because I have daughters ranging from their mid forties all the way down to their mid twenties, mm -hmm. there's like a 20 year spread between all my girls. And also I have three lovely granddaughters. So I would imagine and i guess you would agree with me that i've been to the school of parenting and right. that i so i feel confident that i know like what i'm doing mm -hmm. but but no sometimes situations happen right. and frankly i have no idea what i'm doing i feel like i have not been to the class mm -hmm. i have not studied a thing mm -hmm. and here's the exam 
because I'm having going to have a telephone conversation with this daughter and I have zero idea about how to proceed. So I can't even, I can't even find my way. Mm-hmm. And that's what your dream is about. It may have absolutely nothing to do with uh, school. Are you still in school, by the way? Oh, no, I've been out of school for six years. I did my master's two years ago, but it was a very different setting then. But so that's what you want to ask yourself when you have a dream like that. Mm-hmm. What, what is it that, I, that I've been through before? Because that's key. Because you're saying you, that you're at school and you've already be, been to school and oh my goodness, you've got a master's degree. Right. So, so that's what I'm kind of saying about myself with, with mothering. I, I also feel like I have a master's degree because I've been doing it for 48 years. Right. But that doesn't mean that you know how to proceed. And that's the dream you have mm-hmm. when you don't know how to proceed. And by the way, now that you know that, mm-hmm. you probably will never have that dream again. Really? So it's just like when you recognize it and interesting. Yeah. Now your unconscious will figure another set of metaphors Mm -hmm. in which you feel that you're not equipped. Okay. So I think I'll move into questions people had. And the one I really want to start with is one of my close friends who has had this dream for years. It's also recurring. Yes. It's all, these are all pretty much reoccurring. Um, She's had it. She says she has it every few months and it's that she wakes up and she like is, has this feeling like she's sleeping on a newborn baby. That she's sleeping on a newborn baby. Yes. And oh, she, I love that dream. <laughs> I don't think she loves it, but she like, she's gotten up and looked under the mattress. She's, <laughs> she's gone like down the hallway and she doesn't have any kids. And yeah. And it, she says it happens like at least like once a month maybe once every two months. And it's been like a couple of years. And um, so I guess I, I'm thinking of a bunch of things and all of them are projections. Right. Because when you come into the world, mm-hmm. where, uh, every single memory and association that you have ever had since you're born, mm-hmm. it's all there in that database called your unconscious. Mm-hmm. And it's as unique as your fingerprint. You cannot copy it. There's not one person in the world that feels the same way about what, you know, what is it about when you sleep on a baby? Mm-hmm. It's like, you cannot look it up in a book. If I had a dream that I was sleeping on a baby, mm-hmm. I would be asking myself, what am I doing this week that I have been advised against doing and right. that I am not paying attention to? Because that's the association Thank for you. me. about sleeping on a baby. Mm -hmm. Now, another projection I have is if I never had a baby before, which is how you're describing your friend. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't have any babies and I never had that experience before, that would be something very new to me. And something very new to me might mean an idea, especially giving birth, you know, a baby. Mm -hmm. So it's like you're giving birth to an idea if we're talking in the language of metaphor and I would be asking myself, what am I sitting on? What idea am I, am I sitting on? And is it, and is it dangerous? <laughs> because she's sleeping on the baby. How does she feel, by the way, in the dream? Is she happy there's a baby? or She's panicked. She's in a panic. So she wants to ask herself, mm-hmm. what am I in a panic about these days? 
-hmm. and she won't find something. You will not. If you're dreaming that you're panicked, you're mm -hmm. not going to be looking for something in your life that's panicking you. Mm -hmm. You're going to be looking for something in your life that's got you a little bit nervous, okay. but you are not acknowledging it. Mm -hmm. You're sweeping, avoiding, lying, denying. All of that is called welcome to the human race. <laughs> that's what we do. We sweep, we lie, we avoid, and we deny. And so if I'm a little bit nervous about something, I'm a little bit anxious about something and I'm saying, no, no, that's not bothering me. I'm fine about it. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, and so if that's how you're treating the anxiety, that's called an underreaction and you're unconscious, which never ever lies to you. It's the opposite of your conscious. It's mm -hmm. going to give you a nightmare that you're sleeping on the baby. Mm -hmm. And you're in a panic because it's dangerous. So two things happen. One is that you're self, we self-regulate. So you're self-regulating and you created a balance to your avoiding your, your anxiety. Now you've got the dream with big anxiety. So you created a balance. And the other thing, of course, a nightmare does mm -hmm. is it succeeds in grabbing your attention. And that's because your unconscious wants to grab your attention because it wants you to talk about what's making you feel anxious. And the last thing I'll say, because you said that lots of people were asking you about recurring dreams, mm -hmm. a recurring dream over a period of years, because mm -hmm. it's all happening that you had that dream 10 times in the last two weeks, that's your unconscious trying to get your attention. The same as a nightmare. But if you have a recurring dream that spans over years or sometimes a lifetime, that's a favorite expression. So my favorite expression is, oh shit, <laughs> which right. we, you know, I already said in this podcast anyway, so I guess I could get away with yes, it. Yes, yes, it's fine. So I could have said, oh shit, when I was 14 years old, because I missed the bus. Mm -hmm. And I could have said, oh shit, this morning because the sound wasn't working on my Zoom for yoga class. Mm -hmm. So um, you, I'm still, they're, they're like 60 years apart, these stories that I'm telling, mm -hmm. and yet I'm still using the same expression. Right, right. So whenever she has the dream that she's sleeping on a baby, mm -hmm. it's for a different reason. And so that's why you want to ask oh, okay. about this week, because at the first level, the dream is triggered by something that happened to you yesterday or something that you thought about yesterday. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of people, and I have this too, is like the teeth falling out, which people say is stress. One person said they get like a, they have a dream, they have a chipped tooth. I've experienced like, I'm, I feel something like loose and then my teeth All of a sudden fall out. It's really so, yeah. <laughs> I, I actually really like that dream and it means many different things mm -hmm. uh, because it centers around your mouth. And I mm -hmm. like that you said that one of them is like a little bit loose. Mm -hmm. That's how it starts. Mm -hmm. And then so much more comes out. And that's the same thing. Uh, like, uh, you know, like when you start to say something mm -hmm. and then you come out with everything you really want to say. Mm-hmm. So it comes spilling out and it's coming out of your mouth. So either the dream is reflecting 
an actual event that you started to express your feelings and more came out? Mm -hmm. Or is it that you're having that dream because the dream is providing you a rehearsal, a safe place to rehearse speaking? And it's trying to encourage you to spit it out. Right. So sometimes the dreams around the mouth are about speaking. Mm -hmm. But um, we, know, we all know that when you're six or seven, all through time, all through the world, when you're six or seven, our teeth fall out. It's something that's inevitable and something that we have no control over. Mm -hmm. So I know a woman who dreamt that her teeth were falling out. And those were her associations, by the way, that it's something that's inevitable and something that we have no control over. Mm -hmm. and, and it was because uh, she knew that her relationship was coming to an end. She knew he was going to break off with her. Oh. And, and so she was dreaming teeth are falling out because it was something that it was inevitable that she also had no control over and she was using teeth as the metaphor. And uh, then also, uh, I mean, your teeth falling out is transition. So maybe you're having that dream because you're turning 30 or 40 or 60 or 70. It might be about transition. And then, okay, a few more. These are, these are also recurring. Um, someone has a one they've had since childhood and they're in a sandbox and a stampede comes. And doesn't that feel like that when we're children? Mm -hmm. Because when we're little, we have zero control. Well, near zero control over how we can respond to the people in situations. I mean, if you have a teacher yelling at you and you're in grade three, mm -hmm. you're not going to stand up and start giving this teacher, you know, hell for like yelling at you or you're not, you're just not going to do that. So those feelings have to go somewhere. Mm -hmm. And that's where they go. They go to your dreams and they've got to find an outlet. And so that kind of dream is, uh, serves a great purpose for letting the air out of some of the air out of the balloon. There were a few people asking like when they have say romantic dreams about someone that they claim they really have no interest in. Okay. There, I like that dream. Is there and a I, thing or? Yeah, I was just talking with someone else about this uh, not long ago. Mm -hmm. She said she had unbelievable sex <laughs> with someone that she would never sleep with in a million years. <laughs> and, be, and, she, and she said it was amazing. <laughs> so that was what I asked her. Because when a dreamer is talking, as you may have noticed, I was doing when you were describing your dream, I'm always writing mm -hmm. because I want to get the dreamer's language and not my language. Mm -hmm. And so I asked her, what do you think you did recently that you thought you would never do in a million years and you loved it? And mm -hmm. it was the boat. She said that she would never go on a boat in a million years, but she went on a boat with her husband. And not only did they go on a boat, but they slept there overnight and all that rocking and everything, which is very <laughs> sexual, eh? the rocking and the movement, mm -hmm. and she loved it. And so she used sex with a guy that she would never sleep with. Oh. And she was discussing with herself how much she loved being on the boat. Wow, that's so interesting. I would never put that together. I would just be like, yeah. so random. Somebody, oh, she said that she, this is not a re reoccurring, it happened the other night. She woke up screaming about a red light on the ceiling that didn't exist. 
and I would want to ask her, why were you screaming? What's wrong with a red light on the ceiling? <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, I don't know, that kind of sounds like what I was saying to uh, one of my daughters the other day, who's uh, got herself over the top nervous about uh, the virus. Mm -hmm. And so that's the red light on the ceiling. Mm. Over the top, get it? Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. over the top. And there's like this, so I mean, you're from the States, so I'm from Canada, but in the United States, if that dream happened this week, mm -hmm. I could easily see somebody have a red light on the ceiling because not only it's the Corona, but you also have the vote, oh my God, happening. Right. So yeah, so there's a lot of things going on in everybody's life simultaneously now mm -hmm. where there could be, you know, a red light on the ceiling. Um, okay, well, thank you so much. So just like a quick wrap up. So you think for people, wake up, right when you wake up after having a dream, write down everything you can remember. And then go by, have a great dream. Book one is called Have a Great Dream, The Overview. Mm -hmm. And book two is called Have a Great Dream, Book Two, A Deeper Discussion. And so, you know, we kind of did both today. We talked mm -hmm. about the, the first level where it's about how do you uncover why you had that dream last night? What's going on in my life this week? And then if you want to have a deeper discussion about the life-changing lessons that we can take with us mm -hmm. forever from dream analysis, and making lifelong decisions using your unconscious. I mean, why would you only want to consult your conscious mind when you're making a decision when you actually have access to consult your unconscious before right. making a big decision as well? You can find me at haveagreatdream.com. Yes, and your Instagram is laney underscore dream analyst, correct? That's it. Well, thank you so much. I can't wait to have a dream tonight and analyze it. I love it.